The following is brought to you by Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. TotalSeal.com Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal is back. Hello, everyone. I'm Joe Costello, WFO Joe, and we've got another great show for you. If you're new to the podcast, click subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, because we are going to continue our tour of famous engine builders and all kinds of great stuff with Keith Jones, the Director of Technical Sales at Total Seal. Keith, welcome back. How are you? I'm doing great, Joe. Appreciate you having me back on. Uh, we've got a slightly overcast day in Phoenix, which is uh, which is okay. It's uh, the, the number two sunshine capital of the country, and you know to have an overcast day here, it's okay. We'll take it. There it is. There it is. And I don't look at it like I'm having you on. I look at it like you're having me on. I'm thrilled that I get to do this, especially on a day like this. Now, as you know, drag racing is near and dear to uh, both of our hearts, but we love all forms of motor racing, and there are a lot of high-performance racing engines out there in the world. And so this week, for the first time, we are going to kind of expand beyond the drag racing engine builders into the world of sprint cars, which has got to be one of the most popular forms of weekly racing in the country. And we're going to go to Pennsylvania talking about York Springs, Don Ott Racing Engines, Don, a legend from around those parts. Keith, to be able to work with Don on a pretty regular basis, someone who has had great success and has been building engines professionally since the early 90s, that's got to be uh, very educational at very at the very least. A- absolutely. I've enjoyed every minute of working with Don, and, and Don and I have been working together for the little over 23 years that I've been working here. Uh, he, he's not only a great customer, he's, he's also a very good friend, and uh, that's, not a, that's not something I put out there you know, real easily. I've got a, a small group of friends and, and a tight group, and Don's definitely one of them, and I uh, appreciate working with Don every day. And one of the things I really enjoy about Don is Don's a real – he's an innovator. He's, he's, he's willing to try anything. You know, I throw an idea out, and he's like – Oh, yeah, you know, you better send that to me. I think i got to give that a try. Don's just, he's not afraid to try something new, as we all know in just about every form of motorsports, from, you know, circle track racing to drag racing to, you know, you know planes, trains, and automobiles are those guys that are kind of, you know, rooted into doing things a certain way, and, you know, this is how we've always done it, you know, and that's how I've been taught. And, and Don, uh, Don's not one of those guys. He, he's really very open to trying new things and, and trying old things. You know, there's things that we've done, over the years that, uh, you know, in designs of, you know, heads and pistons and, you know, every part of the engine that, you know, we tried at one time and it didn't work out. And, you know, Don's one of the guys, he's willing to come full circle. And, you know, we tried that back in the 90s and it really didn't work right. But, you know, with today's technology and today's manufacturing abilities, maybe we should look at that again. And, uh, again, Don's one of those guys that give him those great, you know, those accolades that he's, he's willing to dive in and, and try just about anything, at least once. So without further ado, let's bring him on from Don Ott Racing Engines in York Springs, Pennsylvania, the man, Don Ott. Don, do you agree with what Keith just said? Is he uh, accurate in his portrayal of you? Uh, I would say he's pretty accurate, yeah. I mean, we've we've been uh, good friends for a long time. He's helped me out a lot in you know, piston ring knowledge, and, uh, and, and we became friends over the years. Actually, I went to Phoenix with my motorhome a couple years ago, and... Uh, we went out and had a beer together, so it was pretty cool. And when he gets this way, he stops in, and you know we'll go out and have a bite. So, you know, he's definitely a good friend and a and a and a, and a great uh, knowledge on piston rings and piston ring seal. Great to talk to. 
we've been starting off these interviews with some general questions, and then ultimately you guys will you know, delve into a conversation that in, inevitably is over my head. But I know that the audience appreciates uh, what you guys are doing. But uh, knowing and understanding from having seen what happens in a sprint car race, it appears to be a, an absolute torture chamber for the engine. You know, on and off the throttle, throttle control, really how you steer the car from my understanding. And, you know, these great wheel-to-wheel side-by-side battles, none of that can happen if the driver and team doesn't have reliable power. That's where you come in. Uh, Talk a little bit about some of the engines that you build and have built. And uh, ultimately, we'll, we'll go into the importance of having quality piston rings to keep them going. Well, yeah, they definitely are uh, a unique engine. Uh, the cars do anything but go straight, and they're they're often on the ground. So, you know, there's a lot of RPM fluctuation. Um, you know, they're the, the hard on the drive line, and it sends it right the you know the harmonic right through the rings, and that's part of ring seal too. Is you know some of the some of those vibrations we see in the engine, uh, trying to dampen that out. But, um, you know, I build. Mostly 360 ASCS style engines, uh, California Open 360s, and uh, World of Outlaw type um, 410. That's the kind of the engines I build. There's a little series here in Pennsylvania, 358s they call them, and I might have a half a dozen or so customers that that run that. But but uh, you know I've been doing it for since uh, I was I don't know 18 years old or something. I'm 53 now, and uh, yeah, it just seems like we've we've tried a lot of different stuff over the years, and you know, um, Keith's helped me along the way, and I appreciate everything he's done for me. And as I, as well as I appreciate everything Don said, and one of the things that Don brought up, and a lot of guys, especially drag race guys, and and you know, people that aren't as experienced, you know, a, a sprint car engine is direct coupled. There's no transmission. This is, you know, I mean, you've got an in and out box on this thing. So what he brought up about vibration. You've got every bit of driveline vibration going through the engine. There's no quote-unquote flywheel or dampening device. There's no torque converter. There's no harmonic balancer. These things, I mean, it is a vibration, just, you know, devastating torture chamber inside that engine because every single thing it feels, it goes through the driveline. It's just like a, you know, a boat porpoising across the water. Every time the prop comes out of the water, the RPM shoots up. It comes back down, hits the water, it slams back down, drops the RPM, and all that harmonic distortion that goes through the crank, through the block, is the same thing a sprint car sees. You see this just rapid acceleration and deceleration you know, in the bottom end. And, of course, another integral part is the engine is part of the frame. So this, na- you know, this little car with a, a ton of power is twisting and flexing and trying to move the block every direction it can. Uh, as Don said, it's an absolute torture chamber. It's really hard on everything. Uh, rings especially, and it makes it a, a, a real hard environment to pull a vacuum in the crankcase. And that's one of the things Don's really worked on. Uh, he and I have worked on a lot over the phone is, is getting you know, our, you know, the gapless top ring in there uh, to really help seal this thing up, get cylinder finishes right, get everything in there as right as we can because it's, it's extremely difficult to pull a vacuum in the bottom end of a sprint car engine, uh, as it is in any engine, but much easier in, say, a drag race car that doesn't have that kind of a torture chamber. So I, I know Don has worked, you know, diligently on, on getting all of those things right so that he can pull vacuum in the engine, which I can say, you know, straight up, not a lot of guys in the sprint car world do. And uh, I, I know Don's worked hard on that, and he, he may want to touch on that subject. You know, it's funny, going back to the start of Total Seal Rings, um, you know, back, I'm going to say, 
in the early 90s, I started using them uh, mainly because customers had uh, milky oil all the time. They would uh, bring an engine in and say, you know, they're checking the valves on it or something, there's oil. The oil is all milky and it sits around the valve covers. So one of the first things I bought Total Seal rings for was I felt it kept the oil free of methanol. You know, the methanol, we run these things so rich at idle that unless the customer is really sharp at getting them leaned out, um, they like to milk the oil, and then that's a bearing problem. So uh, so that's how I got started with Total Seal, and I felt that that worked. And then, you know, over the years, um, you know, we we started finding power. Uh, more so than a non-milky oil, but uh, um, you know that's 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 how it all started, and, and it started with a, a, a piece of candy in the box, and that's uh, that was always good. <laughs> they, they they since discontinued that candy um, amongst my protests, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes, you know. So over the years, you know, the engines are pretty much the same bore and stroke wise. Not a whole lot's changed there, but. Uh, you know, ring seals come a long way. Piston developments come a long way, and and I, we got them to to now where, you know, we don't have any blow by. We can actually draw uh, a little bit of vacuum on a 410, which is hard to do, uh, unless you got a super big pump, um, which you know most sprint cars run a four stage pump because there's not enough room to get a longer pump and it hits the radiator. Over the years, we've uh, you know went thinner rings, different cylinder finishes, and I think we finally are on to something that uh, we make really good power, and um, you know I'm, I'm happy to. I've been with Total Seal for 30 years. Obviously, the listeners can't see this. I just texted Don a picture of about a 20-year-old piece of candy that I've got sitting yeah. on my desk. So he'll he, he should get a kick out of that. I can uh, just yeah. real quick. The the company that made the candy went out of business. And, and we've searched and searched. We had a, a custom logoed candy that had our company name, Total Seal Piston Rings. And, and I kid you not, people would call up. If they were missing a piece of candy in their box, these people were upset. It was like, I didn't get my candy. Uh, it was, uh, uh, it, it's something we were really known for for years. You know? Yeah, that was, uh, that was good stuff back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't eat it, Keith. Don't don't eat it. That one don't look real tasty. <laughs> there you go. We're off topic. I mean, people would call me Joe all the time. They'd want to know what they do with it, and I'm like, do I crush it up? Do I put it in the oil? Uh, do I rub it on the parts? And I'm like, no, you pop it out of the plastic and put it in your mouth. It's a piece of candy. That's hysterical. That is hysterical. But, and I just wanted to touch again. I don't mean to keep going on. Don's reason for putting the gapple string is the same reason that I was introduced to the gapple string. You know, decades before I ever came to work here, I got involved with a mechanical fuel-injected drag car, and exactly the same reason as Don got started, where a lot of people start. I couldn't stop milking the oil. I was puking the oil out of this thing every pass. I, I, I'd make a quarter oil every run, and it really took me a solid year to figure out that fuel system with the help of a, you know, a, again, a gentleman, Fast Eddie. Everybody's got a Fast Eddie, but uh, our Fast Eddie here in Phoenix helped me out and sort that fuel system, and that was that was how I started with the Total Seal Ring, and in many cases, that's a, that's a single reason to have it, the Gatlas. It just keeps all the junk and the crap out of the oil, so it's not breaking the oil film down. It's not contaminating the oil. And like I said, that's how I was introduced to the part initially. Right. And, you know, it's funny. Back then, you know, there was guys that thought, you know, Total Seal, that's a waste of money. Um, you know, it's kind of uh, snake oil, you know. The, the, put a Gatlas ring on a second ring is the wrong thing to do because it tries to lift it the top ring off the land and you know you know you're doing blah 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 but it's funny because over the years total seal has become 
the force in making rings. I mean, you know, from drag racing to NASCAR to Formula One to everything, you know. And I'm going to say 30 years ago, you said Total Seal, most engine builders looked at you like you were just getting robbed, you know, like you're wasting your time. <laughs> but uh, I never believed that, and I think that, uh, you know, it, it, it proved they just, that business just come a long way. Thanks, Don. I appreciate that compliment. We have. We really tried hard to do, you know, the best possible ring in every design that we tackle, you know, to produce the best part out there. And I, and I appreciate that compliment. Don, talk a little bit about the challenge of, of staying, you know, up with the cutting edge in sprint car racing. You mentioned, you know, the engine sizes are pretty much the same. And I understand why that is. It's about, you know, the cars and the racing and the fun and the driver and the big move at the end of the race. At the same time, you've got to give these guys power. They can't do that. Um, but they also need throttle response. Like, what is important when building an engine for one of these cars if someone's going to go out there and compete and win? And how do you accomplish that? Well, you know, reliability, is it starts with the parts that you buy. Um, you know, when, back when I first started, I would work on anybody's stuff that come in the door, and they would bring, you know, baskets of parts in, and you'd, you'd put them together. And they would go tell their buddy, we got a brand new odd engine in tonight, you know, which all the only thing new was it the rings and the bearings. It was pistons and rods from you don't know where they were. They brought them from somewhere. And that engine would run good, but it usually wouldn't run long. And and next thing you know, the, the owner was not very happy because, you know, his engine blew up. So that's one of the first things I did was start weeding out some of the the, the people who brought used parts in here. And I would just buy... It wasn't worth my reputation of putting somebody's motor together to save them a couple bucks, and in the end, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna trash me. So, you know, starting with quality parts is, uh, you know, reliability is the key. If the engine runs all night long, they don't have to take their hood off. Uh, they can concentrate on their car. You know, it's way better for the racer not to have to be working on the engine all night. So, like I say, I you know I, I bought quality parts and didn't use used parts no more from customers, and that helped uh, you know the reliability tremendously uh, to where you know then then I gained more customers because my stuff was running good, it was finishing, uh, it was finishing well, and you know my business exploded. You know, I started at Bob Weikert's, uh, if anybody knows sprint car racing, Bob Weikert shop. I started out of there. It was just a race car shop. We had a valve seat grinder and a, and a valve facer and a pressure washer, and, and that's all we had in a Magnaflux machine. And I had uh, Charlie Garrett, which is a well-known engine builder. He used to hone my blocks and resurface my blocks and heads and balance my cranks. And, you know, over the years, uh, I grew from that to build a house, put my business in my basement, and then... Uh, you know, build a garage out back, and at one time, I, at, you know, in, at, here in central Pennsylvania, there's a 24-car field. That's what starts the feature, and 18 of them would be my engines. Um, so, you know, went from me being a one-man band to having six full-time employees, and, you know, and, and that, that all just became, I think, just because of using quality parts and, and um uh, not sacrificing money for, uh, you know, inferior parts. That That's what grew my business, I believe. Yeah, and I've got to say, you know, and it's not just the parts, though. It's the quality and the effort. You know, Don's, you had know, mentioned, you know, building the shop in his basement, which he did, but now he's a beautiful standalone shop, 
you know, big place, all the fun toys, and, and just the diligence. Again, that, you know, the, the, the quality and the time that it takes to put these engines together and to, you know, make sure everything's right about it, not cut corners. Um, you know, there's engine guys out there in every respect that just, you know, that slam them together just to get them out the door. And then there's the guys that, you know, they look at every single detail. And, and, and it, you, know, you know, the quality of parts and the attention to detail is, you know, a big part of why Don's been successful and has engines that go out and run night after night after night that, you know, that the guys don't have to mess with. And like Don said, they can concentrate on the car, concentrate on their setup, and go out there and win races. Now, you grew up next to a sprint car legend. Is that correct, Don? So you couldn't have gotten away from this if you wanted to. No, uh, I grew up next to Fred Raymer, and, uh, you know, we started racing modifieds back, uh, I'm going to say, I think he started in 1977. I would have been 11 years old then when he was probably 17. I think he's about six six or seven years older than me. But, but uh, he, uh, you know, he definitely got me interested in, in racing, and uh, that's what I've uh, been doing ever since. Uh, you know, i got to thank him a lot for ruining my life and, and <laughs> making me miserable working <laughs> seven days a week, but, but I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> now, Keith mentioned that you are open to his ideas, and Keith has taken on his own personality on the show here, and it's interesting because he's always soliciting, you know, people saying, you know, call me, call me. If you've got a question, call me. You just mentioned something that he says all the time, like if you're going to spend a lot of money buying the best parts to go fast— don't overlook the piston rings. In fact, make that be your, your first call or your first thought so that we can build, you know, like build around it. Uh, he did reference early on that, you know, sometimes old ideas become new again and the technology has advanced and something that wasn't working in the past, it's now working and it's better than ever. You're, you know, the, the gapless uh, ring you guys spoke about, a perfect example and uh, he cited you as a, as willing and open to try new things. Can you give us an example of something that maybe you didn't think was going to be a good idea that turned out to be a good idea? You mentioned the gapless ring already. Uh, as someone who is constantly working on these things, I know you see a lot, and maybe you try something here and there and find something and hit on something that works. I'd love to know if if you have any examples. Well, yeah, you know, back in the day, we used to use just a like a sixteenth, sixteenth, three sixteenth ring package that, uh, you know, had super amounts of tension, and you could, you know, hardly turn the short block over when you got it together, and, uh, you know, not knowing any better, yeah, that was just what you, what I thought everything was, but, uh, you know, I would talk to Keith on the phone. He says, Don, you really need to. Uh, you know, think about your ring package. I'm like, what do you mean? You know, and he he would say, well, you know, you, you, we had to try smaller rings, and and I'm like, okay, you know, so so he would say, here, I'll you know, get it custom, get get it your piston made to this groove and this you know uh, radial, and 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 give this a try. So so I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll try it, Keith. So you know, and everything he's ever told me has definitely increased power, and you could tell putting the thing together, you know. Uh, how easy it turned over that it has to be less drag and make more power and, and generally it did uh and then you know then then it went you know from 16th to one five rings to an 043 and then he's like oh you got to try this it's like an 031 or something you know <laughs> top ring and and i'm like you're crazy it's hard to even put together you know it's so thin you know it's hard to get in the bore but uh you know everything there you know is everything's been worth power you know uh you know, over the years we've worked on that, and uh, now that my business has slowed down a little bit, I'm I used to have uh, you know 
hired guys that would do my honing, but now I feel like uh, I slowed down. You know, I don't have to do as many engines a year because I lost some customers or people retired or so anyway so now i'm doing all the block work and i feel i can control everything a little better because you tell your employee to do something you don't know what you're getting but now that i do all the honing i I, you know i feel like the repeatability and everything um it's so much better but you know back in the day i remember telling keith this i believe when i first got my dyno i would uh, put an engine on and, and we'd run you know, pulls, and it was just puking oil out of the breather on the valve cover, you know, and we would change cylinder heads right on the, the engine, trying to, you know, different combinations, and, you know, we go from a small cylinder head to a big cylinder head, and the power be the same, you know, but, uh, you know, he keeps like, man, you're not sealed up. If you're pushing oil out, you're not sealed up. That's your problem, you know, because we changed heads, and the range would run exactly the same because that's all it would make because that's all, you know, our ring seal was good for. Uh, you know, so with his help over the years, we got that way under control. And now the most, you know, horsepower I've ever seen, I think, is in rings versus cylinder heads back in the day. You know, like I would change heads and see nothing, you know, and he got me onto a different ring package and uh, gas porting and stuff like that. And, and then next thing you know, I'm, you know, pick up 50 horsepower. And it wasn't because of cylinder heads, because I finally started getting, seeing the light and getting sealed up. Don's worked so hard, and you know it, it's all you know. Like we've discussed so many times, and, and you know it's all a package. Everything's got to work together. You know that piston, that ring, that cylinder head. You know the engines. You know you think about it, it's only it's a naturally aspirated engine. So if the rings aren't doing their job, one you're going to have blow by. You're going to have pressure getting by the rings. It's going to go in the pan. It's going to get up into the valve cover. It's going to huff oil out. But with all the hard work that Don does, and guys like him working on intake manifolds and cylinder heads and camshaft profiles. It's a normally aspirated engine. End of the day, it's only as good as the ring seal is on the intake stroke. If the ring's not sealed, it's not filling the cylinder. It's the ring's job to pull all the air, all the fuel. And optimizing that ring seal on the intake stroke from you know making sure you've got good ring-to-ring groove clearances, proper bore finishes, proper bore geometry, the gapless ring, all of those things help seal the ring better on the intake stroke. So now Don's got more air, more fuel. You know, he's got the potential to make more power. And that's, you know, that's kind of one of the, you know, one of the big things that Don and I have worked on. And he's always been so receptive to ideas and trying different things. Like I said, kind of early on, there's some guys that are kind of stuck in the mud and, you know, who are you to tell me different? And, you know, hey, I'm no expert, but I just, I deal with so many guys out there and I get feedback from these people like Don. Hey, I did this and it did that, or I did this and it did that. And I really like that. Uh, and, you know, we're kind of a big database and I kind of, you get a, you know, some knowledge about what works and doesn't work and able to, you know, to share that information with the different people. And, you know, we were talking about things that kind of come around and, you know, rings have gotten much, much thinner. The blocks have gotten thinner and lighter. You know, the, the, the sprint car blocks move around like a, like a house with a busted foundation. I mean, these things are so lightened up and, you know, all the work Don's got to do to get everything really good board geometry wise. And, you know, we talked about things that have come back around. You know, there's a lot of different piston designs out there these days. And Don has tried all kinds of been One of the ones that he's kind of seeing some success with, again, is a design that was real popular a few years ago. Puts a little more stability in the piston. We'll say a little bit less radical piston design. And, and voila, he's, he's stepped it up again, kind of revisiting an old design that, you know, 10 years ago was like, ah, that's old school. But, you know, there's there's things to it that actually work pretty well in his application. There's 
you know, an old oil ring design we call the black oils and they weren't they stopped making those years ago. They're real popular in like top fuel cars and you know, blown alcohol cars and they you know, they kinda went out of existence in the you know, in the late nineties. And, you know, a few years ago myself and Matt got looking at those oil rings and kinda saw something in design and says, you know what? You know, it's not for everything, but in that particular application, this is a better design. We need to bring these back on, you know, start tooling up, start making these again. And we did and they've been a great success in that arena and you know, like I said, you know, just because a part was the thing used 10 years ago or 15 years ago doesn't necessarily mean it's not good. A lot of things get revisited, and you find it. Like I said, Don's been playing with some piston designs that he tried a few years back, and guess what? They're working good now. Yeah, I believe it's all, you know, uh, you know, like we revisited that shape of piston, but we have way better ring lands now, way better rings. So uh, what you thought didn't work yesterday, you know, you made some adjustments to just the ring package on it, and now it's a much stabler piston. And it, and, it, and it shows up. Don, what would you say is the greatest challenge for what you do? We watch the racing, sprint car racing, on any given Saturday night. There might be more sprint cars out there than any other type of race car. Uh, if we're talking across America, you know, maybe bracket racing in the drag racing universe. But uh, they, it is very popular uh, all over the country and certainly in certain areas. But as, as an engine builder, what would you say is your single greatest challenge to make one of these things live? You already mentioned the harmonics. I know that... Uh, you know, drivers want throttle response. They want the power immediately. Uh, so when you're tackling one of these things in engine design, uh, you know, give us a little insight into what is is your highest hurdle. Well, the drivability, you know, because uh, the tracks change so much. You you may uh, you may start, uh, we'll just say, with a 15-second lap in warm-ups, um, and by feature time it might be 21 seconds. So, you know, you, you lose six seconds on a 15-second trip. It's a big percentage of of uh, loss so so if you start with say 900 horsepower um you know and the track slows up that much you know it, it just uh it just wants to spin the tires all the time so the hardest thing is to be able to have a motor that'll go fast as hell when it's 15 seconds but then when it's 20 seconds you can control it you know uh you know be able to throttle the thing and keep the tires under it you know Cause it's kind of like driving in the ice at that point you know so I'm going to say that's the biggest challenge of sprint car racing uh, is, is trying to set quick time and then uh, be able to, uh, you know, out, out traction everybody, you know, and keep the wheels under it. Makes sense. Keith, any final questions for Don as we uh, wind down this edition of Hidden Horsepower? I know that you guys have worked uh, very well together, built many engines, and uh, have shared some of the insight and secrets. You got anything for him? Well, yeah, I, yeah. It's more on a personal. How was the How was the snowmobile trip, Don? Uh, it was good. Uh, wasn't long enough. Uh, my my buddies that I go with, they're back up there again this week. So every night they're sending me pictures and laughing at me and stuff. So, uh, but uh, now it was great. It's, it's great to get it's away. Killing you. Yeah, it's great to get away. We went to up uh, to the province of Quebec uh, for uh, for a week, and I rode fourteen hundred and seventy eight miles and seven days so we you know we get quite a bit of time on 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 the seat but uh but but it's fun we you know we have we have a good time and every night we uh cut up and carry on have a couple cocktails called happy hour and and uh get up next morning and go again but uh it's it's good to clear your head because the whole time you're riding you're just thinking you know thinking about the next step or what uh you know which direction you should head you know camshaft or, or piston design or cylinder head or it's just it's good to get away and and be out of the racing or the, the away from the 
your employees and just uh, clears your head. So I, I enjoyed my, my trip to go back. I'm, I'm glad you did. And we all need that. You know, we all work very, very hard in the industry and, you know, trying to, you know, like you said, make power, make something reliable, but you got to have that decompression time to, like you say, kind of, you know, you know, fluff the clouds out of your brain and, and, and like you say, you know, ride the snow machine and, you know, but, and like you say, think about heads and cams and, and blocks and what, you know, what's the next thing? Cause you know, Don knows, like we know, I mean, there's, you know, one of the comments Don made was about keeping the wheels underneath it and, you know, 900 horsepower. And by the end of the night, they could probably get away with 800 horsepower, but they never, ever asked for less. I have never had We're a left. single racer <laughs> ever come at me and say, you know what? Could you knock about 50 horsepower out of my junk? Cause I just can't use it. Never happens. So we're always trying to find the next thing. Yeah, that's the ne- that's the thing is getting you know to detune them. You know, there's a there's a lot of different things guys are trying right now to detune them and and restricting the the throttle sizes way down. Uh, you know, taking timing out. Just uh, you know, it's it's just whoever anymore. It's whoever get the motor detuned the best because our motors hit so hard now. I mean, I mean, I got a motor that makes almost a thousand horsepower on my dyno. So, uh, yeah. um, you know, it. It's hard to drive when it gets slick. Oh, I bet it is. <laughs> I can I can only imagine because uh, I'll tell you, Don being in the heart of Pennsylvania and the Pennsylvania Posse and those guys are just you know they're they're unstoppable. They're incredible. And uh, as as deep as I am a drag race guy, I, they're, they're, to me there is just nothing more exciting than watching sprint cars on the track, and especially when the we'll say the the the, the guys step up and take the wing off the top. Now that's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, them guys. Uh, I don't know what they're thinking, but. Uh... The, the, I drove a sprint car uh, just practicing one time, and, and I remember telling you know, it was Fred Raymer's car, and you know the thing's out of control. You know, a quarter throttle feels—it's unbelievable how fast it goes and how much traction it has. And you know, I got out of the car and I called him every every word I could think of, and I said, "If you ever tell me that motor don't run again, you're a liar." <laughs> you know, I think I was going like 25 seconds, and he was going 18 seconds, and I'm like, "How do you even get the full throttle?" You know, and he's like, "Oh, you got to run it full throttle. Then it, then it's easy to drive full throttle." I'm like, you know. My head can't tell my foot to do that, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Them, them cars are, you know, you watch Kyle Arson or Christopher Bell, them guys, they go back and forth between stuff. And, and it's amazing how they do it because a, a sprint car does anything but go straight. The right rear tire is 12 inches bigger around than the left rear tire. And, you know, all that power, when you hit the throttle, it wants to go to the right. And then with all the compression, you know, we're running 16 and a half to one. You roll out of the pedal, it wants to stop like a, a jake brake, and then it goes to the left, you know. So <laughs> it's uh, – oh. I don't know how these guys drive them. I, I, you know, it's, it's pretty incredible the, 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 that 24 of them start side by side and, and don't have a crash every time. Yeah, and then you yeah, are making amazing. and you're making it. the power. Don, at the end of each one of our episodes, I like to ask our guest, uh, you know, a question that I feel like can be beneficial to uh, to me. And to everyone that is listening out there, in terms of you know advice for the next generation, the people who are coming up that will hopefully become interested in motorsport and engine sports, and uh, you know they're coming along the next way. You, you've mentioned you've been doing this for a long time, and you've had great success, and it has been your life and your living, and uh, you're still doing it to this day, and you're passionate about it. So, if you have any advice, like what would it be? to the, you know, relatively young person, a person early in life who is, you know, going down this road, thinking about this kind of stuff, what would your advice be? Well, just perseverance. Uh, you know, you want to be good at it. You got to put the time in and, uh, and, and, and eat, sleep and breathe it. That's, that's, that's what I've always done. You know, I was fortunate to have uh, a good wife that raised my 
kids and uh you know while i was at the racetrack and at at, at the shop trying to uh make them faster and go on the racetrack and tuning on them so uh i want to say if if you you know you want to be good at your trade it's just a matter of uh you know you got to really work at it there you go don thank you so much uh, excellent work. We appreciate you coming on Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal and uh, giving us some details of what's going on at Donaut Racing Engines, and we wish you the best of luck uh, in the coming racing season. Thanks a lot, Joe. Thanks, Don. I really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Keith. Don Ott from Donaut Racing Engines. Keith, wow, very interesting hearing you guys talk about it, and the fame of Keith Jones extends beyond drag racing. Well, I, I appreciate that. I don't know about fame, maybe more like shame. Legend. Uh, but yeah, we've got we got our hands kind of stuck into a little bit of everything. You know, it, it, they're all engines and they run in different environments, but we've got our fingers into a bit of everything. To me, that's what's new and interesting and fun to think about is the environment, whether it be those harmonics you were talking about. You referenced a couple of times early on in the shows, and I know at some point we'll speak with someone from the you know, the water world, the marine side of things. But to make something live in those conditions and perform to its maximum potential, that is what is interesting. And so uh, excellent job with that. And just like that, Keith, another episode in the books. Well, thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. And I appreciate everybody tuning in again. And, you know, stay, you know keep coming back because we'll come up with more. What if they've got a question for you, Keith? What should they do? Uh, as always, you can reach out to me. Uh, you can get to me through the website. You can email me. You can call me at Total Seal. Uh, any of the, you know, any of those, the, the toll free is 800-874-2753. Uh, myself or any other guys can help you. It's, it's not just me. We're a group of people, uh, and, and we're all passionate about this. They're as passionate as I am, uh, and, and it's a great group of folks. So if you don't get me, any of the guys can, you know, guys can help you out here. Uh, if not, uh, all of our email addresses are listed on the Total Seal website, of course, totalseal.com. And just, you know, just, you know, anything you got, just throw it at us. We'll do our absolute best job to answer any questions you have. Thank you so much, Keith. He's Keith Jones, the Director of Technical Sales for Total Seal. I'm Joe Costello, and this is another edition of Hidden Horsepower. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Write a review if you like it, and share it with your friends who will enjoy the content. More to come in the upcoming year. Keith, thank you again so much, and we'll see you next time right here on Hidden Horsepower by Total Seal.